of today's message is peace on earth. And we'll open up in Luke chapter 2, verse 14. We'll read one verse and we'll pray. Open up with me, please, to Luke chapter 2, verse 14. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this Christmas Eve. Thank you for the birth of your son, for the sacrifices he has done for us. I pray you'll bless this service tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Do you today have peace in your soul? Is your mind at peace? True peace, not the peace that the world promises to give, but the peace that Christ gives, the one that is not of this world and the one that passeth all understanding. We're going to do an interesting little journey through time in a little bit, and we'll wind up a clock, and it's going to tick, tock, tick, tock through time. And before we do that, we'll look at a deity. We'll look at our God. And what is the name that the Word of God gives our God that brings reverence? Maybe it's not more of a name, it's more of a title for our God. The Bible calls our God the Ancient of Days. He was there in the very beginning. And he was the one that was, the one that is, the one that is to come. He's without time. His name, Yahweh, Jehovah. Wouldn't it be interesting for us today if we knew what God looked like? The Bible does tell us, or maybe more exactly, we'll see what the Bible does actually tell us. It gives us some descriptions that will make our finite minds to understand. So let's look, let's begin with Moses first. Moses had a burning bush, and first he asked God for his name. God's sending Moses to the nation of Israel, and Moses is saying, who shall I send sent me? And the Lord Yahweh, the Ancient of Days, he replies, I am who I am. In Daniel, we'll read this description of the Ancient of Days. His garment is white as snow, hair like pure wool, his throne like the fiery flame, his wheels as burning fire, a fiery stream issued from before him. Thousand, thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousands times 10,000 stood before him. It is a grand image. It's something that we cannot right away picture in our minds. And something that God stoops down and gives us a little glimpse of his glory. Something little that we can maybe attain with our finite minds. In Isaiah we also read in chapter 6, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face. 
And with twain he covered with his feet, and with twain he did fly, and one cried unto another, and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. In Ezekiel, we see another glorious description of God's glory. It says, And above the expanse over their heads there was like the likeness of a throne, an appearance like sapphire. And seated above the likeness of a throne was a likeness with a human appearance. And upward, from what had the appearance of his weight, I saw, as it were, gleaming metal, like the appearance of a fire enclosed all around. And downward, from what had the appearance of his waist, I saw, as it were, the appearance of fire. And there was brightness around him, like the appearance of the bow that is in the cloud on the day of rain. So was the appearance of the brightness all around. Such was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell on my face. Also in the book of Revelation, we read, His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun, shineth in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. These are only little glimpses that God, in his word, by his mercy and grace, allowed us to see something, a little bit of something of his glory. Because no one who may see God may live. The Lord tells Moses, when Moses was pleading with God and says, God, please show me your glory. Show me who you are. The answer he received was, no one may see me and live. God is too glorious. He's too holy. He's too good for us to be able to look at him safely. And when God would reveal himself in visions to fallen men, he would only reveal glimpses, something that our fine, finite human minds can grasp, something of his glory and might. And John the Baptist also, when he was talking about Jesus Christ, he said, I'm not worthy to stoop down and unbutton and loosen the sandal strap. He knew this was no ordinary man. This was no prophet. He knew this was deity. This was something that to do an act of a servant, he is not even worthy. So this is the baby in the manger. This is someone who we are celebrating today. The eternal God, whom the holy men, the prophets, the apostles, when they caught a glimpse of him, they would fall down as if they were dead. They were terrified. They realized that they were not holy men at all, but fallen. And he is, he is with us here, right now, in all his glory. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and darkness he called night, so the evening and the morning were the first day. The first five verses of the Bible, the first few words out of many thousands that God in his grace and mercy has given to us. So if we would picture, as we take this journey through time, this giant clock, and just now is what we read about, it has begun ticking. And there's a certain end. And through the ages, it ticks, tick, tuck, tick, tuck. So as time goes on, after the creation, Adam and Eve, they fall in their sin. They disobey God and the humanity with the world they're inhabiting is cursed. Time goes on. Then the Lord saw the wickedness, that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy the man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping things and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And there was a flood, and after the flood, the Lord smelled the sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more everything living as I have done. And the Lord sets a sign in the sky, a rainbow, sign of a covenant, the promise that he will not destroy the world as he has done. There is a severity in the promise. But time still goes on. The history of the world continues and approaches the grand event. As we have heard the wonderful message from Brother Douglas Pelican on Sunday, the prophecy that a child will be born of a virgin. And he brought forth some statistics that a certain man, he calculated if only eight of the numerous prophecies in the Bible, and there are many, that came fulfilled with Christ. If only eight of them came fulfilled, there'll be a number that 10th to the 17th power, that it's a one and then zero, 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 and you go on. That is a high impossibility. It's a miracle for something like that to happen, and that is only eight. That is a small fraction of everything that came to happen with Jesus Christ. There is absolutely no excuse not to believe in this Messiah. It is confirmed by the word of God. It is confirmed by reason itself. And as the time goes on, in God's providence and his sovereignty, the virgin does give birth in the manger. A child is born unto us. To us, the people whom the Lord himself said, from their youth, all their imagination is evil all the time. Yet God, Emmanuel, comes down and dwells among us. And we are safe. We didn't disappear off the face of the earth. And yet every one of us constantly chooses to ignore this marvel. God, whose face you cannot see and live, was born among us. He was walked among us. He's the miracle. He's the wonder of wonders. And the angel said unto them, 
Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. But the clock, it keeps ticking. The time keeps going on. Tick, tuck, tick, tuck. And Jesus walks the sinful earth, giving sight to the blind, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached unto them. As the prophet Isaiah prophesied of Christ, Behold, my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved in whom my soul is well pleased, I will put my spirit upon him, and he will declare justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel nor cry out, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and smoking flax he will not quench, till he sends forth justice to victory. And in his name, Gentiles will trust. And the time still goes on. The clock is still ticking. And after a few years, Peter preaches on the day of Pentecost, and he says these words, Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken, and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. The God who came to dwell among us, the humble servant, the Lamb of God, the sinless one. Where is that peace on earth that was promised by the angels? Where is that goodwill to man? Men have killed him. What kind of peace and what kind of goodwill can we ever receive from God? Of all the worst sins that you could possibly imagine, none has occurred more wicked than what happened on the cross. Light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. They loved the darkness so much that they murdered the Son of God, the true light that has come into the world. This is man. This is what we are. To these men, Lord, there is goodwill, peace on earth, But time goes on. We're almost at our present day. Let's stop at December 25th, the year 1863. We're in the midst of a U.S. Civil War. One of the greatest disasters to ever hit our nation, where approximately one in four soldiers that went to war never returned home. The average age of the soldier being 26 years old. 618,222 men died in the Civil War by far the greatest toll of any war in American history. So it is December 25th, Christmas Day, 1863, and Henry Wadsworth Longfellow hears the Christmas bells ringing. His first wife died after four years of marriage. His second wife died from a fire two years prior. 
His son, who went to war against his wishes, was shot and wounded, and Longfellow is nursing him back to health. And he hears the Christmas bells and writes a poem. I have seen the past few days on social media that poem is shared a lot, and it is a wonderful poem, a beautiful poem, and the truth of the matter is, the reason we really like this poem is we can resonate with Longfellow. We understand that we live in a cruel world, a world filled with sin, with greed, corruption. Some of us have lost loved ones not long ago. Maybe we grew up in broken homes. Our parents divorced when we were young. Maybe your spouse left you. And then introduced a total chaos into your life. How can there be peace on earth? Where is the goodwill? Maybe that is you here today. And it's hard for you to not be cynical and bitter on this day of peace. It was also hard for Longfellow. And that's the reason we like that poem. If you won't mind me, I will read the poem and we'll continue. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And though how as the day had come, the bell phrase of all Christendom had rolled along, the unbroken song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Till ringing, singing on its way, the world revolved from night to day, a voice, a chime, a chant sublime of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then from each black accursed mouth, the cannon thundered in the south, and with the sound the carols drowned of peace on earth, goodwill to men. It was as if an earthquake rent the heartstones of a continent and made forlorn the households born of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And in despair I bowed my head, there is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep, God is not dead, nor doth he sleep, the wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. God is not dead. Death, as Paul writes, where is thy sting? Grave, where is thy victory? Again, that passage to Peter, we did not finish reading what Peter said. He said, ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. Whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth. Goodwill toward men. There is peace, for there was a triumph over the worst evil imaginable. The most wicked thing that was ever committed. It turned around in victory. For our God is mighty. And death could not hold him. In the final victory, Christ rises from the dead. The baby in the manger is alive. And time goes on. Tick, tuck, tick, tuck. 
Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father right now. And with every second that ticks by his hour, by his hour is approaching when he's coming down to earth again. But this will be a different advent. Do children have an advent calendar that they've done this year? My daughter has did one. And every day during the month of December, she opens up a little box with a number of the day. And there's a little gift inside, a hair clip, sunglasses, things of that nature. Well, there's another advent calendar. And every day there are sinners who come to Christ and find the peace on earth and goodwill. They receive the goodwill at the, cross, at the foot of the cross. And time is going on, and Christ is coming soon. Many are called, but few are chosen. And if you have come to Christ for pardon from your sins, to obtain that peace that passeth understanding, there is a day approaching, even at the door where Christ will say, Enough. And he will wipe every tear from our eyes. And there shall be no more crying, no more sorrow, no more sadness, no more sighing, but only peace and joy in the presence of the Lord. But to those who have not come to Christ, there is a reason to be greatly afraid, for that day is fast approaching when Christ will say enough. The cup of iniquity is full to the brim, and there will be judgment for sin. Come to Christ while he is able to save. He is able to save to the uttermost. Look at this child in the manger, and while the day is not over, seek that peace at the foot of the cross. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of a great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill, toward men. Amen. Amen.